to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm here tonight via Zoom with one incredible Dr. Jay Calvert. Dr. Jay Calvert, how are you doing? You know, I've got to say that I am doing really well. Yeah? Why, why so well? <laughs> well, because uh, I am training for this half marathon, which I okay. think... I think I'm going to be able to complete at this point. <laughs> if you asked me a month ago, I'd say that there was a chance of death with that uh, run. But at this point, I'm like, okay, I can get through it. Okay. So I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, on top of that, I think, uh, you know, it's been it's been a good summer, I got to say. Good, yeah, good, it has been. Yeah, there's a good mix of like, you know, getting a lot of work done, but also took some breaks. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm all down. Those are all good things. Good, lots of work and vacation is always a good thing. You know, I trained for a half marathon and I finished the training, but I never did the marathon. <laughs> we should do it now, then. <laughs> I would. I like made it all the way to the end of the training, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't need to do that." <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the medal. It's the key. <laughs> Maybe I'll join you. Maybe I'll pop in. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it, it's. You know what you should do if you take mm. the bus. It's so much faster. <laughs> Like, don't, I don't imagine. Just, like, yeah, to get a car, you, get an you Uber. Idiots! Why are you running? Totally. It's so much easier. Twenty five for a bus pass. <laughs> there you go. But, you know, it's good. I'm, I'm so I'm happy, and uh, I, I like our, uh, our topic for this podcast. It's interesting yes. that you brought it to me this way. So the topic for today's podcast is FDA recommendations for screening your breast implants. And the impetus for this topic is actually a study that came out in our plastic surgery journal, Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery. And it came out this month and it was an article that examines how often patients actually follow the FDA recommendations for screening implants. So I know that you were like super anxious to jump in on this one. So let me just explain first. Let me explain me to something the to you and then you can have your say. Okay. I'm not going to say anything, <laughs> but do you want me to answer the question of how often do they follow the FDA recommendations? Um. Okay, hold on. Let me explain it first. And then I just hold hold on. <laughs> Let me see my spiel. Okay. I'm I'm here. Okay. So current FDA recommendations, and this is literally the spiel I give my patients. Current FDA recommendations are that you get some kind of screening test five years after placement. And that screening can either be an MRI or an ultrasound. Ultrasound was just added recently, a couple of years ago. It used to always be an MRI. If something abnormal shows up on the ultrasound though, you do have to follow it up with an MRI. Then once you've had your initial screening five years after placement, you're supposed to repeat that screening every two to three years thereafter. So that's the FDA recommendation. And I will give my version and opinion on it, but I know you are itching to respond. So Dr. Calvert, what is your opinion on this recommendation? Be nice. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be nice. I just don't think that, you know, so I tell all my patients that they say, well, how often do I have to have these checked? I say, you should come back and see me every year. Yes. I should I do an exam. Yes. Right. So I say, you should come back and see me every year. And the implant companies recommend that you get an MRI every three years, basically once they're in which is, uh, you know, that used to be the, the recommendation. And I still stick with that because that's what they've said. Um, I can tell you that the patients follow that recommend, those recommendations never. 
<laughs> well, the, the, the article would say 5.9% of patients follow the recommendations. What? 5.9. No chance. A, well, but you're also looking at a blended population because you're bringing in the breast cancer patients who tend to be a little bit more prone to screening themselves because they are worried about recurrent cancers. They are seeing their doctors on a regular basis. Insurance is covering it because it's under the guise of reconstruction. So they are more likely to follow the recommendations than a cosmetic patient would be. So here's what I tell my patients. This is cosmetic and recon patients alike. I do my little spiel. I say, you know, um, these are the recommendations. Current breast implants have 20-year warranties against rupture. That's how long implant companies believe they should last for before they even have to start worrying about rupture. The current FDA recommendations were based on old implants that used to rupture anytime around 10 years. So the FDA, per usual, is lagging way behind current practices and techniques. So those are outdated recommendations. That being said, even if your implant ruptured, it wouldn't be a problem because the current implants are gel implants. When they rupture, that silicone is not going to bleed anywhere. It's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to spread to the armpits. It's not going to go into the breast tissue. It's going to stay contained in its little shell, and it's not going to cause anybody any problems. If you get a if you get an imaging exam and you see that it's ruptured, now you have a decision to make: Do you live with it, or do you do something about it? And now you're going to perseverate on it. Should I do something about it? Whereas if you didn't know about it, it would never even bother you. The That's only right. time that I say, let's like, let's get an MRI or let's get a something is if I know I'm planning on doing a revision surgery of an implant for whatever reason, one's lower, one's higher, you know, caps or contracture or something, for some reason for aesthetic reason, they want to swap out their implants or remove them. And I know that I'm going to do a surgery. And it's been you know X amount of years, 10 years, 15 years. I say, let's get an MRI because I just want to know going into your surgery, whether or not the implant is ruptured, because it may change what I do. And I just want to know. But unless I'm planning a surgery, there is really no need to follow these recommendations. And what I usually end up telling my breast recon patients is I say, that's the recommendation. And honestly, none of my cosmetic patients follow these recommendations because it's an out-of-pocket expense for their MRIs and they just never do them and they're fine. But you are breast cancer, insurance will cover it. I'll leave it up to you. That's my yep. And And that does make a ton of sense. Um, I don't think it's necessary to be doing all these MRIs and ultrasounds all the time. Um, but, you know, a lot of patients are getting breast cancer screening, so they're going to get some sort of exam. Right. I just think they need to come back and see their surgeon. I think we can Agreed. tell a lot. You know, I, right I tell there. them to come back every year and see me for an implant exam. My cosmetic uh, patients never do. My breast recon patients, they come back every year and see me. And, you know, I would say maybe 8% of the time we find something that needs to be done. You know, sometimes it's cosmetic, like uh, a little, you know, fat grafting here, or a little bit of this there, or they come back and I'm like, Ooh, do you know you have capsular contracture? Like, you know, something that they didn't realize it was an issue or whatever. Yeah. So I do think having uh, annual implant exams by your, by your breast surgeon or your, your plastic surgeon is probably more important than any kind of screening. I now, agree. now yeah. the caveat to that is if you have really old implants, 
these are referencing implants placed, I would say anytime after 2012-ish, like current fourth or fifth generation implants. Anything placed earlier than that, you might want to follow those screening recommendations because those older implants do rupture a lot more easy. And when they rupture, they're a little bit gooier and a little bit messier. So it depends on when your implants were placed, but I would say anything placed after 2012-ish probably falls into the, eh, you don't really need to do it guidelines. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've operated for MRIs that say, oh, you know, these are both ruptured and then getting in there and there's no rupture. So wind up doing an unnecessary operation. So I think, you know, you want to, you want to, you want to be smart about screening smart. Like if there's a problem, obviously you, you, you need to go see your surgeon and let them decide whether an MRI or an ultrasound is in order, but you know, it, it's in general, if the implants are doing well, if it ain't broke, don't fix them. Don't fix it. You know, I did a lady on Monday who had an MRI because she's high risk for cancer. So it was a screening MRI for cancer purposes. And they happened to note on it that she had a ruptured right breast implant. They were placed in like 2016. And so went in there to remove the implant and the implant was barely ruptured. Like I opened the capsule and there was no silicone anywhere in the capsule. There was nothing coming out of it. There was no free silicone anywhere. When I pulled the implant out, it was totally intact in one piece, in one piece. And only by like touching one tiny area, did my glove get sticky. And I was like, Oh, I guess it was ruptured a little bit, but like, that's nothing anybody would have ever gone in there to take out because it was quote ruptured, but it was noted rupture because there was a little irregularity in the capsule that the MRI noted. But if I had gone in there solely to remove that as a ruptured implant, we would all have been very upset. She wanted them out for other reasons, but like if we had gone in there just to remove it and that's what I found, that would be upsetting, especially for a cosmetic patient. If they were paying for that, you know? Absolutely. It's uh, it, it, it's a challenge. And that's why, you know, your surgeon who has experience is your best person to kind of guide you on what you need to do in terms of managing your implants. That is true. That is very true. So that's it. That was, I just wanted to like bring that out. Cause I know you both have some kind of strong opinions on, on that and anything that FDA recommends, I usually have opinions about because they're just so behind. They're, so, They're behind. so behind. Medicine moves so fast, especially fields like plastic surgery where people are constantly innovating and FDA just lags behind. It's like what we talked about when we were at our meeting in France, all of the devices and the products that they have available in Europe that we just don't have because it's impossible to get FDA clearance. We're like, we're missing out on some really cool technology. No, so, we need 42 committee meetings to get anything to move to get in the FDA. Done. So. So it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. But that's it. That's that's the podcast. Those are the recommendations. Take them as you will. If you if it makes you feel better to get them screened and to know what's happening in your body, by all means, please do it. If you are someone who is like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, then I don't personally see a need as long as you are aware of the recommendations. Anything else, awesome. Dr. Calvert? No, I love it. I think uh, that's a very concise uh summary and i think you know people should chat with their surgeons about what's best i agree 
Well, this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself, this is how to do it. You can reach me at the website, ravelloplasticsurgery.com. You can reach out to the office directly through the website with any questions or consult requests, or you can call the office directly at 310-954-1355. And you can reach me on Instagram at Ravello Plastic Surgery. And to reach me, the phone number is 310-777-8800. My website is drcalvert.com, drcalvert.com. Instagram, Dr. J. Calvert. And of course, you may want to check out our YouTube channel for the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast, which is simply that, Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Hope to see you all in the office very soon. Oh.